welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Come on. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Welcome everyone to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Very excited. This is our second episode. Um, so we're really excited. This should be a, a really, really cool show. Um, I want to thank everybody for all the love that was shown to the first episode I uploaded. The response has been outstanding. And I really appreciate it, guys. It means a lot. Today's going to be really cool because you're not just going to hear my voice today. I actually have a guest today. I have the one and only author of the book, The Wrath of Mary Sue. Everybody, welcome Marquise Flores to the podcast. What's going on, Marquise? Not much, man. It's great to be here. I really loved the first episode. and I was super excited to finally get hit my shot on this. All right. All right. So this is going to be good. So Marquise wrote a book that is available in most bookstores right now. It's called The Wrath of Mary Sue. And um, it's actually doing pretty well. The book, the book is selling um, and it's selling in multiple states. And um, we're really excited about that. We're really excited about the response that that book um, is having. So Marquise, before we start the interview, what I would like to do is I'm going to read a little bit about the, um, you'll find this on the back of the book. This is a description of the book. You know, when you go to any bookstore, the first thing you do is you read the back of the book, right? Because that gives you an idea of what the story is going to be about. So let me read this to you guys real quick. Brace yourselves for a fictional goddess named Mary Sue. She has entered into the real world to exact vengeance upon humanity for the way we treat her kind, fictional characters. These are beings that humanity has forced to endure endless trials and catastrophes just for our entertainment. She has had enough and wishes to unleash her wrath upon us all. Only the government stands in her way. In what shall be a haunting battle for humanity's survival, does mankind stand a chance against this interdimensional entity? Or are we all doomed to perish under her unyielding judgment? Prepare yourself for the wrath of Mary Sue. <laughs> that is powerful, man. That is, that's something else, Marquise. Thank you very much. So I want to ask you a question. So tell me. What inspired you to write this book? Well, it was a combination of a lot of things, a lot of different stories. But the main the main thing that inspired the Rafa Mary Sue has to be, well, just this, well, connection I've always been fascinated by between, like, how a person is with their own fictional characters. That's something I've always wanted to see get developed through other types of stories, but never got to really see that as a kid. How would a fictional character feel about their creator? I mean, sure, we have our own creator, but uh, for a fictional character, it's kind of different because we are flawed people, flawed beings and all that, and we we kind of treat them like they're fake. So 
What if they weren't fake, though? What if they had thoughts and feelings and emotions just like us? How would they feel if they were to suddenly find out that their whole life was just nothing but a piece of entertainment to keep us entertained, to keep us, like, like wanting to watch another episode to see these trials and tribulations to make it, make it basically make enjoyment out of our lives? How would they feel about that? I always wanted to know. I think that's a really interesting correlation because if you think about it, what you're basically saying is, you know, many people believe in God. Many people believe in a supreme being, right? Mm -hmm. Myself included. And we believe the most important thing that we believe is that that God loves us, that that God protects us, keeps us safe, um, and that we are adored by our creator. So what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is this is these are the beings that man has created through his imagination, through his storytelling. And then when the story's over, they're discarded. Yes, exactly. Which is something our creator would never do. So you're now these characters are resentful towards mankind because they're just discarded. Yeah, like, like, what happens? What happens after, let's say, Frankenstein, ain't or anything like that? Like, sure, we know what happens in the story, but what happens after that? We don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of just gone. And uh, and I've always wondered, like, how would the characters in that story feel about that after they go through this big trial? All of a sudden, everything's gone. There's no second adventure, no second story, no happy resolution. It's just, it's over. You're done now. Go into the trash. Wow. That's, that's it's pretty powerful because, you know, if you think about it, I, I kind of also equate it, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I also equate it to society you know people that have felt left out or people that have struggled to succeed in this world and um maybe you know things haven't gone their way so they do feel discarded so it kind of speaks to you know the disenfranchised it speaks to 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 the people that are forgotten exactly that's actually one of the biggest inspirations i have i have when it comes to trying to figure out the character of Mary Sue and how she would feel in terms of relations with the it, uh, uh, creators because of the whole, whole like you were propped up to be this important person only for you to be discarded once your usefulness comes to an end. Like the thing that benefited us is, is achieved. Therefore you're no longer needed. So that's not fair. And a lot of people have felt that. So I always want, so what if we were to gave, that person with the with like a powers of like a supreme being basically interesting interesting so can you tell me a little bit more a little bit more about the premise of the book and the story oh yes definitely so the premise of the story as as you all already know is that a fictional goddess named mary sue has entered into the real world yes but it typically in terms of story mediums, it's always just always just like, oh, happy real world shenanigans. But no, I want to go deeper. 
And so the so the whole idea of the story is she wants vengeance on humanity for the way we treat fictional characters. So it's more of like kind of like a post-apocalyptic kind of story or story where uh you're seeing her gradually destroying more areas as you go along. Along which areas that is? Uh, well, I don't want I don't want to give any spoilers. I mean, I remember when Marquise was first writing this book, and I saw in, in um an incomplete draft, and I remember he had completed um I don't know it was like maybe four or five of the chapters, and I started to read the book, and I was as I was reading the book, I found myself just totally being drawn in into the storyline, into the characters because there's multiple layers there, um, and 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 the imagery in the book like like i enjoyed the way you 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 represented the characters though even to the point of the way they walked and the way their presence was felt when they entered into a room like you could visualize the character um you know like general tobald for example that's a great example of that his presence when he when he walked into the room when he was coming you know like everyone felt it and I think that um I th I think that the 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 descriptive um words that you used in the book really brought the characters to life. So when Marquise um showed me this edited um partially edited uh incomplete draft, I um I started to get on him after that because I was like I need you to finish this book. And he was <laughs> like, "Why?" I was like, "Cuz I want to know what happens." <laughs> I mean, it was such a good book. It was so well done. Thank you very much, Dad. No, for sure, for sure. Okay, so tell me, what did you learn when writing the book? What did I learn? Well, the first, honestly, I, there was a lot of many lessons that I learned throughout writing this entire story, but the biggest one I had to learn was I needed to be patient. Because the biggest enemy I noticed when I was trying to write it is I always wanted to just skip ahead or skip to certain parts while I'm already working on a certain part just so I can get to the, to the cool parts, the great parts, the crazy parts, the epic fight scenes. But no, I need to slow down. And the thing I'm currently working on, I need to fulfill it to, it, to its proper conclusion. Otherwise, the story doesn't feel organic, doesn't feel good. Like, and also, like you said before, with General Tibble, when he enters in with the way he walks and it grabs your attention, that wouldn't be there if I listened to that voice that wanted me to rush through it all. I needed to understand that this is a world I'm creating based off of my surroundings. So I need to take my time, kind of like how a chef takes their time with making a dish. I like that. No, I get that. And I think that that's something that we all can relate to that when we all have ideas and whatever it is we do for a living or whatever our passions are, we all realize that we have to take our time and really think it through, that it's not something that we can just throw together. We need to really um, focus and focus on the small things, the little aspects of it. Because I know one thing that I do know is that when you <laughs> and I go to a movie, let me tell you something, everybody. Marquise <laughs> is the worst person to go see a movie with. And I'm going to tell you why. We go to see the movie and I'm 
I'm going to be real. I'm there because I want to see the action and I want to see the fight scenes and I want to see all that good stuff. Marquis sometimes will sit there with a face and then I'll look at him and I'll go, what's the problem? He's like, where's the character development? Where's the story? This is not well written. And he just, <laughs> the, the way he analyzes the movies, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. But if you really think about it, He's actually 100% right. And he, you know, a character can't show up and die in the first second of the of the of the movie and have the audience really care about that character. If there was no development of the plot, if there was no no character development to make you care about them. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Also, I do want to clarify, I'm not just saying any of the flavor any of the screenwriters or anyone that works in these movies, obviously there's a lot that goes into like movie scripts and all that, especially with the fact that there's a lack of hindsight and all that. So I respect every single screenwriter out there, out there. But also that's one thing I always try to do in order to improve also upon myself, because the way I look at things is whatever I see in front of me, I tend to see it as, this is the thing I need to be better than. I need to improve to be better than that. So I use it as this pedestal that I need to climb over. So whenever I see a movie that's either highly praised or something that gets my father really excited, I look deep into it to figure out why he gets, got excited about that. And I try to see if I can replicate it. But whenever I see a movie that doesn't do like characters justice in the way I think they should be, I get I get kind of annoyed. <laughs> no, I I completely get it. I completely get it. So let me ask you a question. So, what surprised you the most about this book? Oh my gosh! Or I... or the or the or should I say the process of writing the book? What what surprised you? The writer blocks are a lot more common than people let you think. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there are points throughout writing this story where I'm just writing it. I'm in the groove. I'm going to in the ver- to the very nitty gritty details. I love the characters. I'm super hyped up to what's happening next. And all of a sudden, brain does not compute. Please come back later. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, no, I want to see the end of this scene. He's like, no, sorry, this line is is disconnected. <laughs> it's like you just can't think of what's the next thing to write, right? Yes, and it's so frustrating too because. Listen, when I write stuff, like, there are times where I'm writing and I don't even know what I'm planning to write next. I'm in there with all of you that are reading it. And I'm just like, no, but I need to know what happens next. (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, I used to uh, write songs back in the day and that would happen to me. I couldn't think of what the next lyric was. No, but but I completely I completely get that. I completely get that. That makes a lot of sense. And that's funny because I I remember a couple of times that I walked in and I uh, um and Marquise was just sitting there frustrated. I'm like, "What's <laughs> what's wrong?" And he was like, "Writer's block." You know, <laughs> it's the worst. So, so so le- tell me this. Okay. The name of the book is The Wrath mm-hmm. of Mary Sue. So that's pretty powerful. The Wrath. So when I hear that, I'm like, somebody's mad, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's beyond mad. Mm-hmm. So can you elaborate on that title a little bit more? What does the title mean? The title, it's 
well, okay. So when it comes to the title, I want, I want something that could be catchy, but also in envelop the whole feeling I'm trying to get with the book, because obviously the main character is Mary Sue herself. Oh, so when I say the wrath of Mary Sue, right. uh, wrath is technically a very broad term that could be used for a lot of things, but the mo- the majority of all the definitions is that it's someone who's angry and they're they're going after everything with malicious intent. That's the that's the kind of premise I'm trying to go with Mary Sue. It's kind of like the original concept I actually came up with the Mary Sue, which was what if we took like a superhero level character and just had it drew them in the setting where they're a bad guy, but that setting doesn't have a superhero to stop them. And so the whole rage aspect of it, it's more of the motivation. And the motivation is layered with the fact of the whole fictional characters things that we talked about before, as well as some hidden details that every chapter we're going to go into more details as to why she's so upset, why she hates humanity the way she does. Uh, and just so you can understand where she's coming from and in terms of the wrath well she's kind of destroying everything (laughs) yeah and i gotta tell you guys some of the action sequences in this book are just exhilarating i mean you, you 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 go for a ride on this book for sure i mean i mean some of the things that mary sue does i mean you are literally like it's just amazing it's it's just it's superhero mutant type level insanity. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of my inspirations came from like superhero movies and just other stuff in general. I just wanted to take my whole spin on it, try to make something creative with the way I love looking at these things. And that even goes with the whole all of, a lot of the dialogue. There are some if you notice there are some certain pieces of dialogue I go in there that are supposed to invoke a certain type of feeling. Feeling, and it's mainly because I believe words are power, and especially because of storytelling. Whatever a character says is going to be the only way you're going to be able to see like what they're thinking about. So, using so using some of her word choices is allows me to exemplify her personality. I got it. I got it. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a big question. You ready for this question? Oh, I was born ready. Oh snap! All right, so here's the question. The question is. Is Mary Sue based on a real person? On one person? Is it multiple people? Yes, it is multiple people. Uh, Some of the inspiration comes from my mom. Some of the inspiration comes from myself and some of my inner turmoil. And it's mainly, but the main crutch of the inspiration comes from just the viewpoints I've noticed with a lot of people when it comes to our society, we all have that little anger inside of us that we wish we could just throw out, throw out without any like kind of punishment. And Mary Sue's anger is kind of supposed to be like the people that are angry with our society and just lashing out, just letting out all their negative emotions for the world to see. Mm. So she's an angry person. She's a very angry person. <laughs> okay. So let's see what else we got here. So, all right. So that's a great, that's a great answer. So what do you think happened to the characters after the book was over? Okay. So without trying to spoil anything for people that haven't read it yet, what I'm going to say here is 
I think the majority of what's going to happen after the ending is we're building because obviously Mary Sue's caused a lot of destruction and all that. So there's definitely going to be a lot of rebellion that needs to happen in order for society to keep on going. There's going to be they're going to need to find some way to make sure no mass panic happens. And it's just a lot of rebuilding, a lot of trusting the trusting, uh, trying to trust the government again, a lot of trusting everything. Got it, got it. So let me ask you a question. Uh, should we expect the Wrath of the Mary Sue Part 2? Oh, boy. I was expecting this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so in order to answer this in the simplest way, yes. Oh, snap. You heard it here first on the <laughs> DJ Mark Flow podcast. There will be a sequel to the Wrath of Mary Sue. I'm very excited to hear about it and see it. I mean, so, I mean, this, the artwork alone, when I look at the book and the artwork is just brilliant and we actually have a funny background story for the artwork, <laughs> if you don't mind me sharing, you can go ahead. Uh, okay. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so this is pretty funny. The book was done. Um, and the next thing was we were going to. I we we needed a cover for the book, right? And um Marquise, um the the publishing company that we use sent us like some stock photos and things like that that we could use for the cover. And Marquise was like, "Okay, we'll go with these stock photos." And what did I say to you? You wanted me to draw the draw the cover picture. <laughs> because guys, Marquise is a brilliant artist. He's not just a writer, he's a very brilliant artist. Um, he actually designed the logo of the DJ Mark Flow podcast. That's all him. Um, so he, I told him, I said, no, no, I need you to draw this. And he went to his room, locked himself in there for how long? A couple of days, I believe. A couple of days. And he drew the cover. So the cover that you see, he drew that. Yeah, I did draw that. I definitely. Uh, funny we're talking about the cover because for because uh one thing I wanted to invoke with with the cover art was basically the way I envision the whole setting of the story with everything around you is realistic with the hands coming out with the buildings looking real you know because it's the real world right if it's gonna look like the real world it needs to be real but I but with the way my dad was was pushing me I come to realize. The best way to represent Mary Sue is if I drew her in a kind of like a different art style, something that's realistic, but you could tell it's not from this reality. Because how else are you supposed to represent a being from a different reality? She wouldn't really conform with our laws of laws of physics or just well the laws of our world in general. She would look different. Her effect on our world would be different, and all that. So. Why not draw her in a draw her in a kind of little cartoony type of aspect, but have her shrouded in shadows so you can see she's not from our, not only is she not from our world, but she there's a mysterious ambience behind all of this. I think I think what's um what's really really interesting about it is that yes, it's a cartoon, but it's a cartoon that is literally blowing up the city as she's walking through it so it's 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 you know i wouldn't call it cartoony i would say that it's um 
very interesting artwork there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I I think I think it's I think it's really well done. Um, and one thing that um, guys that you you got to keep in mind, Mary Sue, like Marquise was saying, is not a human being. Mary Sue is a creation of a human being, and Mary Sue is a cross-dimensional entity, mm-hmm. and she's crossing into her into our dimension, um, to seek revenge on the her creators Mm -hmm. so i mean i think that um i think and i and what i loved in the book was the way that happened and the way that she crossed into our reality i don't want to give it away because i want everyone to read it themselves but i really enjoyed the way that happened because it's quite a chapter oh honestly that one of the big I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because one of the things that actually inspired it was you because of your love of horror movies. I wanted to invoke that feeling of ambience and terror. So I so I kind of read some horror books, I watched some horror movies with you, and it and the way I wanted Mary Sue to come into it actually was created because of that aspect. So technically I have to give you props for inspiring me to write that scene. You see, guys, yes, I am. I'm a big horror fan, and in future podcasts, we will talk about horror movies. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the horror movie genre, and I and I do talk to Marquise quite a bit about it. So I do appreciate that little shout out. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, but but it's 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 so well written, guys, and I highly recommend it. It's uh, The Wrath of Mary Sue by Marquise Flores. It's available on Amazon and it's available um, on bookbaby.com. It's available on so many stores around the world. I mean, you could pretty much find it anywhere. Literally, guys, just go to Google and type The Wrath of Mary Sue by Marquise Flores and you'll be presented with various options. So, um, So I really, really hope that you guys pick up the book because it's a nice read. And it's a it's available in a Kindle version, a digital version as well, mm-hmm. you know. And it's a uh, available in the paperback version. Um, hey, Marquise, you think we'll ever get an audio book version? Oh snap! You're asking me about the audio book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think that I think that we should definitely do an audio version at some point. Because Marquise has such a good voice acting voice. He's he's really good at it. And he can, you know, imitate so many different characters. And he it's a it's one of his unspoken talents. Why thank you, Dad. Uh, okay. Who was that? Was that Mario? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I really think I really think that um you guys should definitely pick up the book. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um okay. So I'm looking at the book. How many chapters is it? Let's see. It is 11 chapters, guys. It's a nice read. I think you can it's it's literally like how long would you say it would take someone to read the whole book? Oh, oh, uh, well, actually, actually, uh, tested that out by doing by doing like a little reading for myself, and it should take and for speed readers, it should probably take you like about two hours, but for normal readers, definitely like the three hour mark. Perfect companion for a flight. Um, so 
So one thing that I do want to say is that a lot of people have already purchased the book and Marquise and I have been tracking um, the sales and the purchases and, you know, we're humbled by, by the support. Um, the one thing that I do want to say, and I want to put this out there to everyone out there, all the Marquise's fans, everyone that supported the book, I want to put this out there. If you have your book and you've purchased a copy, I would love for you to send us a picture of you with the book. Feel free to be as creative as possible, um, you know, and, um, you know, make it comedic or, you know, just, just, you know, be, be original. If you have a copy of the book, take a picture of you reading the book. It could be you sitting on the bench in the park. It could be you, um, sitting on the train, reading the book, you know, just be as creative as you want to be. Um, if you are uh, connected to Marquise personally, feel free to send it to him. If you're connected to me personally, feel free to send it to me. Um, on our social media platforms. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, but here's an email address that you guys can actually send that to. You can send it to, um, Mark finance at iCloud.com. So that's M A R K F L O finance at iCloud.com. And just send us the, the picture of, of, you know, you being creative and, you know, you showing love for the book. And um and we're gonna pick our favorites and we're gonna include it in our advertising. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we will spread the word. Um, and you know, we just want to include you guys because you know, we're so humbled by the support. Oh yes. Thank you all so much. It it like honestly, just having just knowing that there are people out there that are buying my books and are loving it. This is me living my my dream, really. I've always dreamed of being a, a writer, and you guys are really helping me accomplish that dream and who knows maybe one day we'll be walking to the movie theater to see the wrath of mary sue the movie oh my gosh that i would i would be happy <laughs> you know what i mean why not oh, but you yes. know let's do it you know that would be an amazing thing to see so Everybody out there, um, thank you for tuning in to the DJ Mark Flow podcast. Um, Marquise, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? I love you all. He loves you all. Um, oh, don't you have also you have like um, a streaming platform? Oh, right, right. I have a I have a Twitch streaming platform where I play video games for, for fun or just 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 for the challenge of it all in front of a live audience. Just go just go to Kanakar Zero. That's K A N A K R R Zero, and I hopefully I'll see you there. Awesome, awesome. That's exciting. That's exciting. Um. So yeah, I mean, and he's pretty serious about it, guys, because when he's streaming, there's a uh, there's a <laughs> there's a note on his door. Um, do not disturb because he is streaming. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, thank you so much, guys. We appreciate all the love. Thank you for tuning into the DJ Mark Flow podcast. Many more to come. You will see more of Marquise. Marquise will be sitting in on the show sometimes. Um, just to do some of our conversation episodes, which. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, which the last episode was, and it was quite a hit. But, Marquise, I think that um, your talent is incredible. So proud of you. And um, thanks, everyone, for the love.
Take care. See ya. Thank you for supporting the DJ Mark Flow podcast. See you next time.